In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. So here's my question. The FBI concludes that the Steele dossier was full of Russian disinformation. CNN propagated this disinformation gladly for years and years. The difference, I guess, between your opinion and our opinion is that as despicable as it is that CNN propagated this disinformation, I, I wouldn't shut them down. I wouldn't lecture them. I wouldn't put it on a government website that CNN's wrong for propagating disinformation. The problem you have is you're not even willing to admit, I mean, we can't even have an agreement on what the FBI said was disinformation. How do you propose that you're going to have an office of disinformation governance if you see the problem in even determining what is disinformation? Oh, Senator, because um, our work is not um, focused on disinformation writ large. Where we, the Department of Homeland Security, become involved is when there's a connectivity between disinformation and threats to the security of the homeland. Let me well, that's what well, the Russians can, might be considered that. You mentioned the Russians the other day when you tried to pivot away from this being about censorship. But let's say it is the Russians. I know you're not going to ever agree that the Steele dossier, which y'all spent so much money on, was disinformation. But it was, and the FBI concluded. But let's just say there's an imaginary disinformation. You've discovered tomorrow Russian disinformation that's going to hurt our national security. And CNN's broadcasting it. What are you going to do? Senator, let me... You're going to tell Putin you shouldn't do this. Senator, what Senator, are you going to do? Senator, let me, let me explain what we do in the Department of Homeland Security with respect to disinformation. And frankly, what we've been doing for nearly 10 years across different administrations. Lying? The cartels cheating. The cartels propagate disinformation that Title 42 does not apply to a particular community of migrants, migrants from a particular country. How are they we propagating do, this? If I may, through social media. And what we do through U.S. Customs and Border Protection is actually communicate via social media and other channels that that is false that we do apply Title 42. So let's say there's Russian disinformation as well. Are you going to take to social media and broadcast that people are broadcasting something incorrect about what do you think is Russian disinformation? Uh, Senator, let me emphasize... Well, you the, said the other day Russians, and the now question, you're saying not so much the Russians, dork. you're saying the cartels. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm Senator, not you're, that. you're mischaracterizing my statement. Then what are you going to do if there's Russian disinformation? You're going to broadcast me, something on social media? Allow me to share when we become involved in the Department of Homeland okay, Security. Okay, well then please share we it there, We become nerd. involved. 
when disinformation poses a threat to the security of our country. It is when there's a connectivity to th a threat to our country. It could be a threat, a connectivity to violence. And what this, what this working group does... So apparently everybody, you know, Russian disinformation about President Trump, that doesn't, that doesn't rise to the level of disinformation that threatens the security of our homeland. Apparently, misinformation and disinformation coming from CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of the know-nothing news media uh, about the southern border, about it not being invasion, is a threat, a physical and very real threat. And if you don't believe me, I've got hours and hours of footage from my friend Ben Berkwam that would show you otherwise. That's a physical and a real threat to our nation's security. As a matter of fact, we just talked last week about all of the terrorists that are on known FBI and CIA watch lists that are in this country from Afghanistan and other countries because of the left literally destroying their nation and pushing people all over the world to, 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 to even out the diversity that they want or to put people that hate America in this country to take it down from the inside. There are currently more terrorist watch names in this country living freely right now on your taxpayer dollars than there were prior to September 11th, 2001. And you got my orcas up there saying, Senator, if I may, Senator, if I may, Senator, if I may. Anyway, long story short, we talked about Rand Paul being on the offensive for the last couple years, and I got to give it to Rand Paul there. He really, really continues to do uh, an amazing job from the Senate and putting these people in their place and really exposing them to the world. Folks, you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless you and thank you for being here. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And I'm broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And I'm blessed to be able to do this job for you every single day. I really apologize not being here yesterday to both the LFA family and the Real America's Voice news audience. We were filming the new video to the new song, Armor of God. As you can tell, I'm always wearing the armor of God in some way, shape, or form. We got the new maroon armor of God hats in. They will be up on the website tomorrow along with the new sweatsuit. You can get the sweatpants, the sweatshirts, hoodless or, or hoodie or hoodless. Um, but we were shooting that in, in Boston yesterday all day. And that, uh, that will be debuting on Real America's Voice News uh, the week prior to Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I'll give you a, a guys a date on that, but thank you very much. I want to read some emails if I can real quick here that came in over the last, uh, over the last few days. And this comes from Julie, Julie Gardenor. She says, I received my live from America merch this week that she ordered off jeremyherald.com. She says, wow, there was a written hand note in there, a drawn heart stickers. Let's go Brandon stickers and a lollipop, a dum-dum. I was impressed. She also says, also, I have made a, a live from America connection with my U.S. UPS driver, Mark. Last fall, I was out washing my car when he made a drop off at my home. I had live from America playing on the phone and he said, hey, I'm listening to Jeremy Harrell, too. It's a small world. This is a small community. He came by yesterday to leave a package. We talked for about a half an hour about truth and who we are listening to. So great. I also wanted uh, you to know that I have a handful of graduation parties to attend soon. I believe I'm going to purchase the same T-shirt for their graduation gifts. Love the new one. We do have a lot of uh, children's and toddler uh, stuff on there as well. For your, Send your kid to school and a real message, a message of patriotism and, 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 and godliness. This comes from Christy Danes. She says, every morning I'm riding my bike and I listen to your show. When it comes time for the prayer, I pull over wherever I am, I remove my helmet, and I say the Lord's Prayer with everyone else. Then I put my helmet back on and continue riding and listening to the show. It is my favorite way to start the day, LFA, and exercise. Sounds good to me. God bless you, and thank you very much for sending that um, I appreciate hearing all of your guys' uh, 
your emails, your and 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 and, and the things that are going on in your life. Now, this one comes from Pat, Pat Stephen. And, uh, hey, I'm having a really hard time. My husband is suffering so much. And I ask myself, why does God let people suffer? Then I try to understand that everything is in God's time. I hate seeing him suffer. I wish so much I had the faith you do. And I try really hard. This whole situation is so hard. And I'm trying. Sorry for ranting. No, no, no need for apologies. I just needed to. I'm trying really hard to hang on. Folks, if you could please pray for Pat, that would be really helpful. Um, A lot of people are going through a lot of hard times, and all of us deal with it in different ways. But one thing that would be good for everybody is if if we had shoulders to lean on, shoulders to cry on, and people there for us. So please pray for Pat as we, uh, as we make our way uh, to the Lord's Prayer and to reading from Jesus Calling, the evening version. I'd like to give a big shout-out to everybody watching on Rumble. Rumble is our home. I had a great phone conversation with Rumble today. If you guys remind me in the social media audience, I'll tell you about that sometime through the show today, uh, this evening. And uh, great great talk with Rumble, and Rumble has some very good things coming in the future. So... Um, Just remind me, and I'll tell you about that a little later. Here we go. May 6th, year of our Lord, 2022, live from America. Hope. Hope keeps your soul, the eternal part of you, safe and secure in the midst of life's storms. To be effective, your hope must be solidly in me. The Savior God, who died to pay the penalty for your sins... When your hope is connected to me, you share my vibrant and eternal life. From Hebrews 6, 19 and 20, we who are holding on to the hope of God's salvation promises have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered in on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in order, in the order of Melchizedek, Melchizedek, excuse me. And then from 1 Peter 1, 3, praise to, uh, praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And before you turn out the light tonight, you guys, make sure you've connected your hope to me, not just for now, but for eternity. Now, I would say, for the, uh, for, the, for, for the folks out there that are dealing with, you know, their husbands suffering, their family members suffering, whatever it is, it's very easy to say, hey, just have hope and trust in God and everything will be okay. It's very hard to do it in real time. But I promise you, if you seek it, you will find it. And when you find it, it will help you. Let's go ahead and say the Lord's Prayer together, folks. If you're wearing a hat or a helmet, please remove that now. Let's show honor to our Lord. As we say the Lord's Prayer, join in with me from young to middle age to old and back down again. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. We had a great Telegram discussion today. If you don't follow me on Telegram, I suggest you follow uh, Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. We had a great Telegram discussion today. Everybody gets to get on there and say their piece. And I'll tell you what, what keeps us connected, all of us, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what keeps us connected. That's what keeps us going. That's what gives us strength. That's what gives us stamina and courage to fight this holy war that we're in. We'll be right back right after this. Please stay tuned. All right, guys, I would like to thank the following people. I got a lot of mail today, and I got a lot of mail, and I'd like to go in and thank the people that donate on the website too, so just please bear with me. I got to give the shout outs. I got to give the praise to those it belongs to. There's some great, wonderful people that support this show, that finance this show, that send beautiful things, that make things, draw things, cook things, bake things. And uh, 
You know what I mean? It's just great. Janice Smiley. She sent a huge, giant smart smarty and a letter. Thank you, Jay Fitz. God bless you for your donation on Rumble. Thank you. Trisha Santos. Card from Christian and a letter. We talked about that earlier. Little Christian. I actually do... I do want to show the Real America's Voice News audience that tonight because that was a pretty incredible thing that we got. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you, Chris, uh, Christian. Judy Gansert, thank you for your donation via mail. Carol, no- Carol Nolan, thank you for your letter and your donation. We will try to sit down and handwrite everybody who writes us back. Just be- please be patient with us. Um, Larry and Medina Knip, I said your name right again, right? Thanks for the donation and the letter. God bless you. Sanja Woodruff. Her monthly donation, Mr. and Mrs. Stein, thank you for your donation. Pamela Boudry, uh, Boudry, thank you for your donation. Sybil and Dave Kaiser, as always, thank you for your donation and your note. Angela Wasney, thank you very much for your note and your donation. Vicki Pitsley, same to you, thank, thank you for your letter and your donation. Mary Graves, God bless you and thank you for the card and the donation. Nidia Rivera, uh, Rivera the encouraging letter. Uh, thank you so, so very much. Um, um, Lloyd and Betty Atkins, God bless you and thank you. Jean Bagnell, Thomas, January 6th DVD, cannot wait to watch that. Very, very happy to get that. Thank you so much. Susan Geyer, Susan Geyer, folks, um, she sent a thumb drive and she sent a letter. Um and we're going to be raising some money for Susan, so I will leave that for uh, for for Monday's show. We're going to be raising for, for money for Susan because she got uh, really screwed over by uh, somebody, and uh, she's seventy one years old, and they got pretty pretty screwed over. And we're going to make sure we raise some money for them. So thank you all very much. I'd also like to thank the following people: Patricia and Murray Campbell, Jennifer Edgar, Raj Fletcher, Vicky Doolittle, Zeigler, Christine. Ayano, Robert Lindbarger, Patricia Lands, Eric and Rosalind Holder, Glenda Puyos, Lori Hall, Lori Rodriguez, Laura Rodriguez, excuse me, Clay Thrift, and Adele McQueen. Thank you all very much for your kindness, your love, and your support. And most importantly, folks, we have to get the shares out. I know it's Friday. I know everybody says I've already shared the show. I'd really, I'd really appreciate if you guys would share the uh the rumble link okay god bless you let's uh let's get back into the first and foremost section and uh and we got a special guest tonight too we got anna perez coming on and that's going to be a treat so let's get right back into it here we go folks welcome 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 back here on real america's voice news this is live from america and we've got literally the best audience that watches this show. You guys are great, you're wonderful, you're powerful, you're strong, and you're godly. And nothing is better than that. Please put your cups up on this Friday evening. Let's have our first sip of the day. Slurp, I should say. I know a lot of people hate that. Either way, here we go. First and foremost section of this evening. 20. 20. Let me repeat. 20. 20. <laughs> 20 attorneys general have demanded that Mayorkas, who you saw in that cold open, uh, sorry about that, Rand Paul, uh, I, uh, uh, I'm trying to answer your question, but uh, you're just not asking the right uh, questions for me to answer without uh, making myself look stupid. Uh, yes, that, that guy, Mayorkas. 20 attorneys generals have now demanded that Mayorkas disband immediately the illegal disinformation board headed up by Nina Jankowitz, prize-winning uh, nobody, um, and do it immediately or they're threatening a lawsuit, which is all good, but maybe you should have just came with the lawsuit right away and not given the chance to just do what you're going to ask. Do you really think, look, I know everything has to be done by a process, but processes and procedures went out the window on November 3rd, 2020. Amen? processes and procedures went out the window when not a single federal court or the Supreme Court would hear, even look at the proof and the new and, and the evidence of the stolen election of 2020 that illegitimately put Joey Applesauce in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Amen. So I don't know why we're still humoring ourselves and others by threatening lawsuits. The disinformation board is illegal, illegal at the very least, 
and incomprehensible all the way around. It is illegal to tell people what they can and cannot say, period. End of story, end of discussion. So I almost wish, I almost wish these attorney generals would not have threatened and just did. That's the difference between the old Republican Party and the new Republican Party. Stop playing games, start playing war, because that's what we're really in here. But let's get into the story. The 20 attorney generals, attorneys general, are demanding that Department of Homeland Security Secretary Marcus <laughs> immediately disband the agency's newly created disinformation governance board and, quote, cease all efforts to police, Amer- uh, to police Americans' protected free speech. In a letter dated May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, they argue the board is unconstitutional, yes, illegal, yes, and un-American, yes. If Mayorkas doesn't shut it down, the AGs say they will sue. Oh, look, I'm glad. I'm glad they're going down this avenue. But let me ask you a question. All you did is waste a piece of paper and waste ink and waste whatever um, intern that you paid their time to write it because there's no way that Mayorkas is going to get his letter, look at it, and go, well, wait a minute here. Uh, This looks to be a letter from 20 attorneys general who seem to be citing the Constitution of the United States of America. Well, I pretty much wipe my rear end with that every day, but... Maybe I'll just comply. Maybe that's what I'll do. For the first time in my democratic loser life, I think maybe I'll just comply. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's a pipe dream. That's a prayer. What are we doing here? Why are we wasting ink in people's time? It's ridiculous. Virginia Attorney General Jason Myers, Myers, who's been actually pretty good. He's been a great guy led the coalition of attorneys general from Alabama, Arizona, (laughs) you know, where Michelangelo resides with his nunchucks, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and Virginia, obviously, because that's where it started. They expressed alarm after learning that the board Our learning of the board after Mayorkas announced its creation in his testimony before the U.S. Senate, Appropriations Subcommittee, and Homeland Security. No statutory authority exists to support that creation of the board of uh, government censors, the attorneys general wrote. Although Congress... Okay, all right, let's stop. If the attorneys general wrote that in their letter to Senator Mayorkas... Okay, with snot dripping down his nose into his lip like the booger-eater kid who in school gets picked on. If, if they addressed that in their letter and said, it's unconstitutional, it's un-American, there is no statutory authority existing to support that creation of the governance board, it violates your First Amendment, or Fourth Amendment, it violates your First Amendment, then what are we even talking about? If you don't do it, we're going to file a lawsuit on you. Clearly, they're already violating the law. Clearly, they're way off base with this. So why, I mean, uh, Mayorkas is way off base and unconstitutional. So what are we doing? What are we doing here? I mean, hey, look, I'm all for it. I'm all for putting the pedal to the metal. But if we're going to do it the right way, don't sit there and threaten them about what you may do. Just do it. Just do it. Anyway, that's my rant and my and my gripe for today. I'm glad that they're doing it, but just do it. Make them do it. You're in charge, not them. All right, folks, this illegitimate Biden regime, it needs to be removed one way or another and not by their own puppeteers because they're just going to put somebody else in there to do their bidding. And they need to be removed ASAP for many reasons. But this may be the biggest yet. That Russian ship, that Russian ship that was sank in Moskva was not the Ukrainians. It was not the Ukrainians who sunk that ship. It was the United States of America that facilitated the partnership and sank that Russian ship. 
And as a matter of fact, if you want my honest opinion, based on the research that I have done since the beginning of this very boring war, and I call it that because there's you don't really hear anything about it, I honestly believe that the United States of America has, this is their war with Russia, and they used Ukraine as a proxy to blame everything on. If you want my personal and honest opinion, that is what I believe. I believe the United States has been doing all of this, making it look like the Ukrainians have done it, because the Ukrainians could not, I repeat, they could not take on Russia, and they could not sink these ships on their own. They don't have the intelligence. They don't have the resources. They don't have the guts. All they have is leather leather uh, onesies that they put on and dance around in and make weird videos. You know what I'm saying? So let's get into the story real quick before we go to this break and bring on our guest. The Biden regime is going to get us killed, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the consequence. When, when, when Bannon talks about catastrophic consequences of stolen elections, this is the kind of crap we're talking about here. U.S. intelligence under the direction of Joe Biden's handlers helped Ukraine sink the Russian flagship in Moscow in the Black Sea. Then they leaked the news to the New York Times and NBC who gladly reported the news. Folks, this is probably one of the most dangerous things that we could be involved in. And, I'll, and, I, and I will not say that lightly. I honestly believe that out of the southern border and everything else that Joey Applesauce is screwing up, this is probably the most dangerous because this is going to get us into a nuclear war. I'm going to go ahead and play this video for you that was leaked, and these guys proudly played it. Check this out. The sinking of the Russian cruiser Moskva, Russia's pride of the Black Sea, shocked the world after two Ukrainian anti-ship missiles struck the vessel on April 14th. This morning, U.S. officials telling NBC News that happened with the help of the United States. Americans identified and located the vessel when asked by Ukrainian officials. This video, not verified by the Pentagon, appears to show the Moskva after it was hit, sitting low in the water with smoke billowing. The U.S. did not know in advance that Ukraine was going to target the Moskva and was not involved in the decision to strike, the officials said, adding the intelligence shared was meant to help Ukraine defend itself. The news after yesterday's New York Times report citing unnamed senior American officials that the U.S. has provided intelligence that allowed the Ukrainians to target and kill a number of Russian generals. On Thursday, the Pentagon responded to the New York Times report. We do not provide intelligence on the location of senior military leaders on the battlefield. This is the Russians' work to clear the devastated port city of Mariupol so that citizens can mark Monday's Victory Day, this man says, as Russia prepares to celebrate the end of World War II. While bloody battles rage at the city's old steel plant, where hundreds of Ukrainian fighters and civilians remain trapped inside. Overnight, President Zelensky saying the Russian shelling is ongoing. Just imagine the hell, he says. A hell that Mariupol photographer... Folks, that's pretty much all you need to hear. Long story short, the United States has been and will continue to be involved in this very, very disturbing um, war that, uh, that Russia and Ukraine seem to find themselves in. But again, this is the United States achieving their goal and achieving their agenda, making it look like it's Ukraine. And that is a recipe for serious, serious disaster, folks. Anyway, we're going to get ready to take our next commercial break here on Real America's Voice News Live from America. We will be right back with Anna Perez to weigh in on a whole host of things right after this. Stay tuned. Okay, hey Anna, how are you? It's okay if that doesn't work. We'll we'll make it work. Just uh make uh just make sure you're unmuted. Hey, that looks good right there. Perfect. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Oh, there it goes. Sorry. There you go. No, you're good. You're good. Let me just make yeah, sure yeah. that you're all you're, you you look good here on the muted. screen, and not you personally, but the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? It's good to see you. Good to see you too. That that song was great. I Thank really liked you. It. Well, we're gonna actually talk about that a little bit um, 
you know, since you were since you were lucky enough to be one of the people to hear it before it comes out, uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the uh, of the interview. You are just just so you know, you're still live for the social media audience, and they can see you now. So everybody, say hello to Anna. Anna, hello everyone. Hey everyone. Sorry, you had to uh, not see me not talk for a while. No, they didn't see you. They, I, they, I, I just put you on when you were when you were uh, when your audio oh, came oh, on. Perfect. Everything, so you're all, right, all well, good. Out. <laughs> yeah, it worked out great. Um, so we'll just come back from this commercial break. And really, what I want to do with you is I just want to I want to hang out. I want to kind of like go through a round robin of all the current things that are happening right now. And I really sure. value your opinion on it. I really value your your strength. Uh, and where you come from, where your opinion is on all this stuff. So I really wanted to bring you on just so that that my audience could really could really uh, hear you, you know, get get to rant a little bit rather than than host a show, you know. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I love to rant. So yeah, I know, <laughs> and I love it. I love it when you do it. It gets me all pumped up. All right, let, let's come back from this break, and then uh, we'll bring you on. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Okay, here we go. All right, folks, welcome back here to Live from America, Real America's Voice News. What's the saying? You get real news and honest views. It's a catchy slogan, but it's actually true, too. Um, we're not going to become another Fox News uh, here. So anyway, we've uh, I got a guest on tonight and uh, somebody you're very familiar with. Um, you watch her show, Common Sense, on Saturdays. You, you watch David Brody's show pretty much every day, and she is the uh, she's one of the masterminds behind that. Is she's the producer of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Perez. Anna, thank you for being here. How are you? Hey, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. I'm great. Well, um, like I said, the reason why I wanted to bring you on, we talk, you know, pretty consistently. Our schedules don't always line up, but I always want you to come on because I really value your strong Christian-based opinion from a woman's point of view, from a young woman's point of view in 2022, where Toxic masculinity and boys becoming girls and everything is upside down and backwards. And what I like about you is you not only keep a level head through all of this as a, are are you millennial or are you Gen Z? If you don't mind me asking. You know, I'm not sure. I was born in 97. So some say it's millennial. Some say it's Gen Z. I consider myself millennial. Okay. Yeah. So you're right there on the cusp, kind of like I was with Gen X and millennial. Like I could be both. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a very, a very uh, uh, sharp, and, and great perspective of both of those generations that the older generation um, doesn't hear a lot of because your people your age just, just you, you don't come a dime, you know, you, you're not growing on trees everywhere. So the first thing <laughs> that I would like to get into is the abortion issue. It's the hot topic. It's the big, it's the big issue. And uh, I've, I've actually gotten myself in some hot water lately because my, str- my stance on abortion is very, very strong. And I'm talking about even in cases of rape and incest i am not i don't condone the abortion now that got me into a little hot water because people say well that's not what i agree with but over the last few weeks i've really gotten this new outlook on how i feel about god's children and and the children that god bless us with i'd like you to just kind of take a couple minutes to just rant and, and and give us what you think about this whole the leak the 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 meltdown and where you see it going Yeah, well, it's interesting you asked this because on my show today, I did a whole segment on this. And basically, I ranted about how, you know, we're led to believe by the left that we should be under like we should be more accepting of the idea that if there is an if there's an incest situation or rape situation, that we should uh, be more accepting of an abortion. Uh, But the reality is, when you look at the statistics, that's such a small percentage of the reason why women get abortions to begin with. Most of the time, women are getting abortions because they just don't want to deal with the consequences, the inconvenient consequences in their case of uh, having of getting pregnant. Now, the thing is um, that that may be the case. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be empathetic towards women who are victims of incest and rape. Obviously, that's not the case. I'm not saying that. However, uh, to your point, if you this is a you know, if you're going to be pro-life for the reasons that you are a person of faith. And therefore that, you know, every pregnancy, God knew you from before you were born, then how could you make the argument that it's any different due to rape or incest? You know, I, two rights don't make a wrong. I mean, two wrongs don't make a right either. Just because you abort the child isn't going to make the situation go away that happened. Again, I'm not saying we shouldn't be empathetic towards women who have been in these situations. I, I'm sure it is absolutely horrific to have experienced that. And I, I, can, I, I can't even imagine what that must be like. But that said, 
uh, like I said, aborting the baby is not going to fix the wrong that was, you know, committed towards you. So I, you know, I, I'm pretty strict about my opinion on abortion. I believe that, you know, all life is meant to be alive. You know, if that's a life God created. We, you should carry the baby to full term and give birth to it, to him or her. Um, but I, I do think it's kind of interesting because the way that the left is making out this argument to be, uh, as far as the Roe v. Wade argument goes, uh, they're making it sound like if Roe v. Wade is overturned, that abortion won't even exist at all. See, the interesting part about conservatives is that we have this, usually whatever, the left likes to do two things with us. They say that what they, they make an argument out to be that we're making, they, they make a false ag- argument out of our argument. So even the thing that they say about us isn't true. But then on top of that, if that even if their argument that they're making was the case, that's usually constitutional. It still doesn't matter. It's still constitutional. So no one's overturning Roe v. Wade, for example, wouldn't make abortion illegal across the country. It just brings it back to the states. Right. They're acting like it would make it illegal. And they're saying that it would make abortion illegal and that we'd have to, you know, women would have to uh, resort to, sorry, resort to, um, they would have to resort to using hangers or whatever, these insane right, right. things that they're saying. But, um, but beyond that, it's like even if we wanted to make abortion illegal, that would still be constitutional constitutional because we don't have a constitutional right to abort your child. No, I, I agree. And uh, I just want to before we move on to the next topic, I was talking uh, to some folks on Telegram earlier and and uh, I said, look, I know people in these ca- in rape cases. Uh, one was raped by somebody she knew. One was raped by somebody she didn't know. One kept the baby. One did not. What I do know from my personal experience knowing these people is the one that didn't keep the baby regrets it today. Now, I don't know if that's the same with everybody, but they regret it today. The one that did keep the baby um, kept it because it was just as much part of her as it was of the person who did the horrible, horrible thing to her. And I can't imagine what that must be like living the rest of your life. Um, knowing that that ha- the PTSD from that alone, I can't even imagine. I'm not a woman. I, I can't imagine uh, that. But what I can say is in that person's life that decided to keep the baby, that baby helped her deal. It didn't do with the opposite. It didn't make them resent the baby. It made her help deal with what happened to her. So, right. you know, it's a very, it's a, regardless of your opinion, it's a very touchy topic, but it's some top, it's a topic that we should discuss and we should be out there with our full opinions and we should be doing it from a godly point of view without being afraid. A hundred percent. Let's move on. Uh, sexualizing our children in schools. Um, it's it's kind of like hand in hand with the abortion, right? The same people that want to sexualize your children, they want you to go kill children as well. You know, the children have rights to be sexualized, but not rights to life. It's really, really odd. Um, do you see this as our number one fight in this country? Is our children the fight I, over our children? Absolutely. I mean, it's satanic what they want to do to our kids, and frankly, this goes along with every single other thing they want to have in our in their agenda. I mean, look, look at the open border situation. What does that facilitate? Well, it facilitates child traffic, child sex trafficking. If you look at what happened with COVID, they're forcing kids to wear masks for eight hours a day. Yeah. They were forcing masks on nonverbal kids with Down syndrome. I mean, and now look what they're doing with grooming. Every single part of their agenda is driven by child abuse. And so that needs to sit, that should tell something, you know, that should say something to the American people about what they want to do with our kids. If that is not something that we're concerned about, then I'm sorry, but we've lost this entire country. And that's what's so scary is that we're even here to begin with. I know. But I was talking to a guest today on my show, which is that, you know, we were talking about the, the fact that, you know, I think as, as conservatives, we sort of took for granted that we were going to be a socially sane country. You know, and for so long, we focused primarily on economic issues because we didn't want to ruffle any feathers. We didn't want to, you know, make anyone upset. We didn't want to accuse anyone and everything. We focused on the safe issues, so to speak. And then one day we turn around and now they're starting to abuse our children. They want to groom our children. They want to teach them what sex is before they should even know what sex is. On top Mm -hmm. of that, they want to teach them gay sex, you know, right on top of that, they want to teach everything in between. And it's it. It's very interesting because I think we're at a breaking point. We're finally realizing okay, we do need to pay attention to this, is, this issue. We do need to bring, you know, the Bible back into school. That's Amen. something that a lot of people are saying right now. Yep. Um, and more, I have, I've heard it more in the last year or two, actually, I would say year only, uh, than I have in my entire life. Me I mean, in the early 2000s, no one talked about bringing the Bible back into public schools. And now suddenly in 2022, we are because we are at such a breaking point in society right now. 
Well, I, I said it today, and I'll keep saying it. Um, this issue, the, the, the southern border, the election, the stolen election, all of it, none of it matters if we don't have our kids because the kids are the right. future of the, of the country. And if they've got them, everything else is over. You know, that's the way I look at it. It's that big to me anyway. Um, I want to move on to, have you heard about the Mother's Day protests for the churches? How the left is going to descend on Catholic churches and evangelical churches this Sunday for Mother's Day uh, to, to, uh, to protest abortion. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't heard about okay, that. Okay, so today on my show, my 11 o'clock show, I talked about this. Uh, you know the left-wing group that wears the, uh, the red, like, that looks like almost oh, like yeah, the yeah. Amish get up with the white bonnets and the red. So they're planning to descend on Catholic and evangelical churches this Sunday on mother's day of all days to say, kill babies, kill babies, kill babies. You guys are all scumbags, blah, blah, blah. Don't tell us we're going to hell. You're terrible. Don't tell us what to do with our bodies. My thing today was this, the men of that church, the men of that church, find your inner toxic masculinity, do whatever you got to do. But get out there and protect those churches. Stand shoulder to shoulder around those churches on this Sunday, especially if you hear your church is going to be targeted. Uh, but this is just another attack on us. This is just another attack on God and Jesus and Christianity, right? I mean, why else would they do this? It's literally coming to our front doors now. We, because we've sat back this long, it's coming to our front door now. Right, and that's what's happening now is, you know, the left loves to preach the separation of church and state. Well, if that's the case, then why are they so keen on infiltrating the church. They did it with this with COVID too. We stopped, we stood idly by a lot of our church leaders did too. I've been very critical of the church for doing this. Me not too. many pastors were standing up. Not many people were, you know, being strong enough to just continue going to church no matter what. I mean, this is a real problem and nobody seems to recognize that. I think it really started when we started considering the idea that we should legalize gay marriage because with that, what we gave, we gave license essentially to the government to infiltrate the church. And what we know about the left is we give an inch, they take 15 miles. So they'll just keep going and going and going. That's right. And we're seeing this with abortion too. I mean, we saw even with Roe v. Wade in the, in the seventies, this was a, that was a huge uh, uh, milestone as far as the left getting what they want in this regard and, and in terms of dismantling the church. And that's why it's so, so scary. Like it's not about separation of church and state. They want the government to be our church. So they will stop at nothing to tear down everything in its, in, in their way and that means the actual church. Yeah. Well, let's get that gets me to the last topic here. We got about a minute, minute and a half. Um, uh, you've heard the new Armor of God song. As you can see, I'm wearing Armor of God everything. Uh, this is much more than clothes or a song. I believe this song that me and Dave Bray USA have, have created in this video that we're putting out, and we're debuting it on RAV. We're going to go from show to show so everybody can see it and show it. I think it's going to be very powerful for the Christian movement, the Christian uh, message, and, and I think it's going to ignite some churches. That's our whole plan. Our whole plan is to get the churches engaged again. And I think this is going to really speak to a lot of people. You've heard the song. Most, pretty much everybody has not. Uh, please tell me what you thought about it when you heard the song today. I mean, it was very, it was touching. And it was something that I think a lot of people can relate to because the whole idea of being Christian is that, you know, God accepts us as imperfect people. Uh, we just, you know, it, it's a, it's a personal relationship we have with him. And for me personally, as a Christian, that was like the hardest thing to sort of grasp in my mind. It was like that we could be forgiven no matter what. And as long as it was a genuine relationship that we had, and I grew up Catholic, I'm no longer Catholic. I'm now uh, evangelicals, what I consider myself. I gave my life to Christ in actually November of 2021. So wow. uh, a lot of people don't know that, but it's actually fairly recent. <laughs> wow. Me too. But, I mean, um, 2016, but, but, but me too. I'm pretty new. And, but I didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with God. And I think you sort of emphasize that in the song where it was, you know, God, God loves imperfect people because he knows that we want so badly to do what we can to be a part of his mission, to, you know, give to uh, his kingdom, to be a part of his kingdom. And, and we wake up every single day just so grateful that this is something that we've discovered that this is that we can be forgiven that we're going to heaven i mean yeah. it it really is a difficult thing for people to understand unless they themselves have come to the same realization and have also given their life to christ but um i, I like i said i grew up catholic and i it, i didn't understand what it was like to have a meaningful relationship with christ until uh i it was i explored outside of that and i started to just you know explore my faith more than i would explore just my religion and you know I, i'm not down, like 
I'm not saying that the Catholic Church does anything wrong with the Catholic Church or anything, but that, you know, everybody is able to have their relationship with God differently. And for me, it was very difficult, especially in the way I grew up. Uh, it, it, there wasn't so much an emphasis on scripture so much as there was an emphasis on uh, the, the traditions of the Catholic Church. And I think a lot of Catholics have had the same complaint that I've spoken to. Um, and that's why a lot of them have left, uh, just as I have. But I found that it was a very relatable song, and it was just something that I myself have personally experienced, and I think a lot of people can relate to it. So it's, it was very touching. I, I really I, I really loved it. I, yeah. I really did. Well, thank you very much, Anna. You guys, make sure you check out Anna's show, Common Sense, on Real America's Voice News. Make sure you check out the show she produces, The Water Cooler, every single day. Anna, thank you so much. We'll stay in touch. And I got some projects I'd like to work with you on, so uh, hopefully we can, we can work on those today, together. God bless you, and have a good Definitely. weekend, okay? Thank you. God bless. All right. See you later. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Perez, a good person, good Christian, good friend. And, uh, and, uh, her show is, is, is truly incredible. Make sure you guys check out Anna Perez, um, on her show, Common Sense. And again, the show she produces, which is the water cooler, cooler with David Brody. We'll be right back. We've got some good news to talk about here on Real America's Voice News. So thank you very much. God bless you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. All right, folks. So, yes, Anna, um, if, if you really watch her shows, man, she is on fire. She goes from one topic to another, and she is very, very firm on where she stands with all of this. She really, uh, she stands where we all stand. You know what I mean? She stands where we all stand. And uh, it's good to see a young woman really be that strong on her own. She doesn't need anybody to tell her what's right and what's wrong. She stands up, and it's really good to see. So um, definitely going to do more projects with her and get her involved uh, in, in everything. And I'm going to take this. Uh, when we come back, folks, I'm going to get into two really big stories um, that I think each of us uh, need to make sure that we pass along, including the big win with Marjorie Taylor Green. That was a big win today, so we'll make sure that we highlight that when we come back. Um, and we're just going to get right back into it right now, so let's just do it. Here we go. God bless you guys, and thank you. Thank you very much to Anna Perez for joining us here today, uh, this evening, I should say, on, on Real America's Voice Live from America. Uh, great show she's got with Common Sense and a great show she produces there, David Brody's Water Cooler. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, also, we want to make sure that we highlight the American Strong Companies tab on JeremyHerald.com. We're approaching 400 medium, small, medium, and somewhat large businesses, all conservative businesses, mostly Christian, and we want to make sure we give a big nod to our sponsor, Anthem Software. Anthem Software will help these small and medium-sized businesses grow by using customer relations management. They are dedicated to making sure that this conservative parallel universe in, in the economy actually exists. They don't want you to be cancel cultured. They want to show you how to grow your business without being affected. So make sure that you uh, visit AnthemSoftware.com or call 855-269-9221. Again, AnthemSoftware.com, 855-269-9221. They will help you grow your business in any way, shape, or form, and they'll give you a big free package if you get a hold of them. So if you've got a small business and you want to grow it, you want to uh, start competing with these liberal companies, that's how we do it. All right, folks, we're going to get into some good news here. We've got some big, big news for the new Republican MAGA party, and that is Marjorie Taylor Greene. I told you, I told you she was going to win. I told you she was going to be victorious. And by God's good grace, she was victorious. All glory to God. And the reason I knew it was going to happen is because we've got God on our side. Let's get into the story. The judge in the case to disqualify Marjorie Taylor Greene is qualified for re-election, kick rocks, you can't do anything about it, she's going to be there, Madison Cawthorn's going to be there, President Donald Trump, who knows where he's going to fit in, but he's going to be there. The judge in Georgia on Friday, today, found that Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia can run for re-election, rejecting arguments from a group of voters who had challenged her eligibility over allegations that she engaged in insurrection, but the decision will ultimately be up to the Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. 
So you know what to do. You know what to do when we need to call somebody, when we need to make sure that we let our MAGA strength know you got to light them up, folks. Light them up. State Administrative Law Judge Charles Boudreaux announced his decision after a day-long hearing in April, which was a complete crap show, clown show, um, uh, in, in April that included arguments from lawyers, for the voters, and for Green, as well as an extensive questioning of Green herself. State law says Boudreaux must submit his findings to Raffensperger, who has to decide whether Green should be removed from the ballot. The challenge to Green's eligibility was filed by voters who alleged the GOP congresswoman played a significant role in the January 6, 2021 riot, even though we know the FBI, the CIA... BLM and Antifa probably played more of a role than anybody that they're trying to disp- or, or disqualify from running for office. Long story short, why, how this is even up to Brad Raffensperger, I will never know. The guy is about as useless as a popcorn fart. Either way, call him, call him, call him, and make sure that, you, that he knows that you are not going to play nice if he decides to join the left and in and, and, and disqualifying Marjorie Taylor Greene. Long story short, there'd be a lawsuit. She would win that in the end. We just don't want to have to go through all that kind of stuff. We don't want to have to go through putting Marjorie Taylor Greene through that. We don't have to ha- want donors, to their money to go towards her fight. Uh, in, in, in court, we want donors' money that donate to her to go towards the fight for America. Long story short, she will not lose. She will keep winning. And you're not going to beat us because why? I think the Live from America audience knows you can't beat God. Moving on, we got another good piece of news here before our next commercial break, and that is Republican attorneys general have also gotten together and they have filed a lawsuit against Mr. Corn Pop, Harry Legs, Joe Biden himself for colluding with big tech to censor disinformation on Hunter Biden's laptop from hell and, ladies and gentlemen, for COVID-19. Let's just go ahead and give the award where the award is due. This is the Smarty Award. Uh, Go ahead, click that. Let's play the music. Oh, it's not playing. There we go. Smarty Award of the Day. This is the kind of fight I want to see. This is the kind of lawsuits I want to see. For all these attorneys general who got involved in this lawsuit, that's the kind of fight, that's the kind of grit, that's the kind of determination that we want to see in this new Republican Party. No pussyfooting around, no crying, no, no uh, pointing fingers, no sending threats that we're going to file a lawsuit. File the lawsuit. This is big news. I love to hear it. Let's get into the story. Republican attorneys general on Thursday evening sued Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, Tony gain-of-function Fauci, Senator, uh, Secretary Biorcus, and other Biden regime officials for colluding with big tech to censor information on Hunter Biden's laptop and COVID. Missouri and Louisiana just filed suit against Joey Applesauce, Jen Psaki, Fauci, and the rest of the top-ranking loser officials who are illegitimately occupying our White House and all of our government buildings for allegedly colluding with social media companies to suppress freedom of speech under the guise of combating misinformation Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt announced this yesterday. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, two GOP-led states uh, filed the lawsuit against resident Biden and against Fauci and against uh, Saki. And uh, we'll see where it goes. But there's a, this is the kind, folks, if we keep them on their heels, okay? If we keep them on their heels and we keep them pressing back, they don't know how to work on defense. The Democrat Party has beat the crap out of the Republican Party for decades because the Republican Party didn't know how to be on defense. Now, or now ladies and gentlemen, the Republican Party didn't know how to be on offense. They only knew how to be on defense. And hence, the Democrat Party never learned how to be on defense. They always stayed on offense for once in our lives. We have them on defense. We have them on defense in 10 or 15 different categories. And they do not know how to operate. We need to keep the pedal to the metal. We need to keep our feet on the gas. We need to keep our foot on their throats. That's a uh, metaphor. And uh, we need to keep going because we are winning. We'll be right back to end the show right after this. Please stay tuned.
See, folks, this is the kind of stuff I like. I like when they have to scramble and they don't know what to say when they're being questioned. They have no telltale default to go to. They just are so scrambled, they don't even know what to say. Look at Elizabeth Warren last weekend or the other day. Look at Elizabeth Warren when she was out there shaking. We got to kill babies. We got to kill the babies. They're unhinged. And when they're unhinged, they do not know how to be on offense. They literally take everything that they know about being on offense and they lose their minds. They're so scrambled like eggs, they have no idea what to do. So if we continue to keep them on defense, on, on every front, whether it's the border, whether it's abortion, whether it's calling and label them groomers, no matter what it is, then we win. We win. There's a middle school drag show near me. Jeremy. 224-303-2360. 224-303-2360. Call that number and tell them middle school drag shows are not happening. Are not happening. All right, we're going to come back from this last commercial break here. And we're going to play you the last video of the day. It's a video that makes me smile. Hopefully it's a video that makes you smile. Any video. Any video that shows the meltdown of a liberal I will smile at. So let's come back from this commercial break, kill it, and bounce. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome back to Live from America. I want to get right into it. This last video of the day should make you smile, like I told the audience just now. Any video of a liberal melting down, we won't even call them that, any video of a Marxist communist melting down over the fact that they can't kill babies brings a smile to my face. Here is Anna from the Young Turks flipping out. Over the fact that she can't kill babies anymore. Check this out. We don't even have affordable childcare in this freaking country. Okay, and the people who fight against those kinds of laws are Republicans. And yet... What do you want them to do with their kids when they have to go to work? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? I want them to answer that freaking question. Answer the question. Journalists, ask them the question. Ask them. Ask them. Isn't it amazing? God ask them the question. God. Isn't, isn't it amazing that not one Democrat has shown 1% of the passion that Anna has today? They don't care. They They're don't fine. care. They're they don't fine. Care. They're all so old, they don't even have to worry about it affecting them. And if they're young enough where it would affect them, they'll get their abortion. They're going to okay? fly to they're Paris. They're trading individual stocks, enriching themselves. They're good. They're good. They don't care about you. Listen how unhinged this woman is. Look, I, 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 I applaud her passion for what she believes in. But she is so incredibly stupid, it's hard to even talk about the woman. She's literally saying... If you can't have an abortion, how do you expect it? Where do you expect to take out your kids? What are you going to do? How is Who's going to watch their kids? Ah, what is she talking about? What is she talking about? Anyway, Anna, I do respect your passion. I do respect, well, that's pretty much it. Just your passion. But you know, we got to do it. Let's go ahead. Bring it up. Let's give Anna from the Young Turks. Literally, let's give her the dumb dumb award of the day. Here we go. Oh, we got a problem with that plan. There we go. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb dumb award of this Friday evening goes to Anna from the Young Turks. What are we gonna do? I don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know. You need you sound like you need a vacation. First and foremost, you sound like you need a vacation. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you see, if you like what you hear here on Live from America, then please visit JeremyHarrell.com. Check out all of this new amazing gear that we have here. We even have youth sizes, toddler sizes, Armor of God shirts, Armor of God hats, patriotic shirts, patriotic hats, freedoms. We got deals everywhere. Make sure you guys check out JeremyHarrell.com. Sign up for the newsletter, and if you need a Bible, please sign up to get yourself or somebody you know a Bible. Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God. No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great, wonderful weekend on this Mother's Day. All you moms out there, God bless you for having your babies. Hopefully you have a great Mother's Day. I love you. I'll see you Monday. 
For more Live from America at 11 a.m. and again in the evening on Real America's Voice News, have a good weekend, folks. See you later. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.